it's that time of year again. It's spooky time. Yeah, we unleash our trauma and pretend that it's fun. I honestly think that I'm an adult now, so yeah. I don't talk much about ghosts. You love ghosts still. But I will admit to you, I think that I burnt out young on ghosts because I think it started with I just was obsessed with Ghostbusters. The, oh, like, yeah. Adult movie Ghostbusters, which is a legitimately scary movie. What? It's not legitimately scary. Are you joking my ass? When's the last time you saw Ghostbusters? Uh, probably a couple years ago. Okay. Is and it scary? I thought it was like more funny. It's like got a lot of comedic of course relief, it does. right? But that is the what is the most perfect thing about that movie is that it is funny. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. And also a legitimate horror movie. I don't know. Okay. okay, Dana Barrett, alone in her apartment, on the phone, hangs up the phone with her mom. She's in her classic 1980s aerobic workout gear. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the hands burst, those monster hands burst out of the chair and grab her. Yeah, it's pretty scary, And then the actually. door opens and Zool b- bites her. It's just so funny. Like, the ghosts themselves are just so funny looking. They just, like, look like funny guys. Um, <laughs> there's a new one coming out, though. When is, the, when, is, when is that one coming out? It comes out on November 19th, only in theaters. Why Why November 19th and not before that? Like, why not for Halloween? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people would have watched that on Halloween. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I'm concerned about this new Ghostbusters movie. I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. But number one, there's children in it, and I don't care for that. Them? Children. Okay. <laughs> and number two, it's going to be all like sentimental. The original Ghostbusters was, like you say, like funny, good, jokey comedy. Right. Bunch of schlubby guys high on cocaine doing jokes. <laughs> this one's going to be all like, your grandfather, cry, 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 was a Ghostbuster. <laughs> Are you sure? What if it's not? No. You're right. It I could be really funny. Yeah, you're I don't right. Know. I don't know. Yeah, anything that now involves children, I'm like, nope. So I think I, I, and then I got really obsessed with ghosts. I remember I I had to do a public speaking speech and I wrote it about ghosts. I did not know that. Yes. And we had to go to the library and write the speech out. I think I still have the speech somewhere like written out, typed out and printed. Please bring that. Please bring that to work so we can put it on the radio. Yeah. I would love that. Um, Didn't you go to a Catholic school? Mm -hmm. So was like... Like being intrigued by ghosts and like really into ghosts was that like a bad thing? Yeah, I think it probably was. Yes, probably. Because every time I, I talk, well, not every time, but there have been times where I like talk about ghost stories on the radio or whatever, and someone would be like, "Please stop." I remember I talked about a Ouija <laughs> board um, incident on uh-huh. um, Prince George Radio. Yes. And someone called in and, like, just lost it on me and was like, have some decorum. Like, you are just so inappropriate for the radio. Children don't need to know about this. And I was like, it's just a ghost story. Yeah. It's Halloween. Yeah, what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. And she was like, this is, like, not God's word and went off on this big spiel about oh boy. me talking about ghosts and, at all. Oh, certainly. Like, a Ouija board would not have been allowed in my house. I think I, I ran be. into one at daycare and then probably that was what? bad. At daycare? Yeah, I went to daycare. And they had a Ouija board out? Yeah, because... It's a fun game? I know. Well, that's it. Like, you have legit trauma. If you haven't heard your original Ouija board story, it's quite a wild one. Yeah. So you think that that's real and a demon tickled you, right? Oh, yeah. It didn't tickle me, but some things happened. Yeah. Like, my friend got locked in a bathroom and the door swung open and... Um, had like this little T.Y. Beanie Baby move around the, the room and we what? like tested it and their parents got involved and made us do a seance to make everything stop. Oh my God. Yeah, we like unleashed something in my friend's house. It was pretty wild. This that happened on many wild. occasions where we just had wild stories. I've already gone into them in, in detail, but I now have a Ouija board tattoo because of it. 
It's like trauma. Yeah, I I didn't sleep in my bed for the longest time. I had to sleep with my mom for weeks. Yeah. Weeks and weeks, but I was still like so intrigued by it. So we'd always go back every, you know, Friday night and like go underneath the table and do the Ouija board and yeah. Oh my God. Pretty wild. Actually, I was having a massage the other day. Okay. And um, it was a back (laughs) massage. So you could see my Ouija board tattoo, like my little planchette. And the uh, RMT was like, so did something weird happen to you as a child with the Ouija board? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, same. And we just spent an hour just going through our stories. He had some wild ones. Okay, what? Can you Like you things can went on fire and things what? moved. Yeah, like really scary stuff and like being pushed and like, yeah, like real intense oh. things as a kid. And he's like, I think maybe in his 40s okay. now, mm-hmm. just like a man is RM, RMT guy. Yes. And yeah, I was like, oh, I, I definitely believe, don't know if it's ghosts, but something happens when you use a Ouija board. So I always recommend people just don't even touch it. Don't do it. As an adult now, I don't, I don't touch it. That is if, terrifying. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah, That's like something wild. out of, like, isn't that exactly what happened in that hereditary movie that scared the hell out of me? Like, th- things catching on fire. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Really? Yeah, and uh, another person that I know had, um, was like, she was like playing on the Ouija board and she had twin brothers mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, I just want them to go away. And then all of a sudden she hears this thump and looks over and her brother was unconscious on the ground. Oh, God. And the other brother, I mean, this could have just been some twin stuff, but the other brother was like, that wasn't me. And he was like crying and so afraid of what, what had just happened. What was, so the kid just passed out? Passed out. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, pretty wild stuff. So that's my point is that <laughs> <laughs> these things, if they're legit, yeah, wow, terrifying. Right. Who knows what all that is? And then at daycare, it's there with the Monopoly and the (laughs) game of life. It's just there. Yeah, I know. It drives me nuts. Um, Okay. Well, let's get into this podcast because I think there's a lot this week and uh, some ghostly stuff and and spooky. And um, no, I'm just so in love with the adult Halloween now, which is I go to a party at Mm -hmm. your house. Yep. What are you being for Halloween? Dog the Bounty Hunter. How about sexy you? dog, the bounty hunter. I um, it might turn out to be sexy. Sometimes it just happens naturally, and dog is pretty sexy. So, who knows what's gonna happen there? Yeah. I know you feel really uncomfortable whenever I say that I'm gonna be something sexy. No, I just, I maybe I shouldn't come to the party. <laughs> and, um, uh, and I'm gonna be uh, a Zeus, which uh, that might turn out to be sexy too. Yeah, you know, at my party if it's sexy, that's for sure. You but, never know. Yeah, I, I don't really have this year. It just feels really like thrown together. Yeah. Um, I didn't put any effort into the costume, and last night my partner and I were like. Do we have costumes? Not really. Let's just roll with whatever is here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, well, that's, I think, a little bit of growing up. It's just like, yeah. I remember I used to be in love as well with Halloween costumes. Yeah. And I would spend weeks and hundreds of dollars making sure, like, driving around to all the different places around town, hunting for just the perfect element. Oh, yeah. And spending so much money. And just, just like, eventually I was like. I can't be doing this anymore. No. Like, that doesn't fit into my yearly budget. <laughs> totally. I went to Spirit of Halloween. This yeah. year, that's the only store in all of Victoria yes. to get, like, full-on Halloween costumes. I mean, there's, like, other places that have a few, but, like, mm-hmm. fully Halloween. Um, and it had probably, I want to say, a half-hour lineup outside just to get in. Yes. There's no capacity block off right now. Right. It was just full. Yeah. 
I know. Bowl. I know. I had to go back three times. Ugh. I went on, like, eventually on a weekday at lunch, I was able to go and there wasn't a line. Ugh. And so I know it's lazy and not very cool, but I bipped in. Yeah. It was like 40 bucks for this costume. I was like, great, whatever that. I feel like I'm actually getting out of here cheap for only $40. And um, the Zeus costume is actually quite comfortable, so I'll probably wear it around the house even after Halloween. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I ended up just borrowing stuff from friends and hoping it's going to work out. Anyway, yeah, happy, Halloween. happy Halloween. Thanks Halloween. for listening listening. Enjoy. Bye. Good afternoon. My name is Jenny. My name is Paul. Jenny bought me a a pumpkin spice latte today to do a nice thing for me. Hey, you know, can I tell you, pumpkin spice latte is really the beverage that keeps on giving because if it's your first coffee of the day, Mm. you can keep filling the cup up and there's like all that oil or whatever it is in there and it kind of subtly tinges your coffee with delicious pumpkin spice. Okay, I am going to go dive into the garbage that I threw it into or the recycling (laughs) and get my cup back. Uh, So we didn't have an intro at the top of the show today, which if you listen to the show, you know we usually do. And the reason we didn't today is because for the last half an hour Mm -hmm. I've been running around (laughs) trying to arrange and actually trying to talk our boss into letting me leave the building (laughs) because on Reddit Victoria Reddit there was this hot heads up that a store in town had PS5s whoa and I want to buy a PS5 now they're already sold out okay you know who ended up going for me who Webmeister Bud that's nice did he find one? No, they were sold out by the time oh. he got there. But you were right about you actually running down the hallways. I went over to the production room, getting ready to make the intro with you. And there you are, <laughs> busting through. You sprint down the hallway. I'm like, oh, there's an emergency. Our intro will have to wait. And I knew nothing about this PS5 thing. You know what I call it? What's up? PS to resistance. Now, <laughs> um... You can't get it. The thing is that you can't get it. And that's why this was such an emergency. You cannot right. get the PS de Resistance right now. It's really tough because if you've been hearing about all these supply chain issues and microchips and things shortages, mm-hmm. that it's going to make shopping for Christmas this year extremely difficult, especially if your kids have got the PS5 on their list. Oh, my gosh. People get PS5s for Christmas? You never that's got a f- huge gift. Oh, yeah. I remember I got an N- N64 for Christmas. Oh, it's the best Christmas of my life. That's incredible. Wow. So here's my question is, Okay. your kid is not going to get a PS5 for Christmas. <laughs> You're going to break their hearts. What do you buy instead? That's the one and only thing. Some blocks, maybe some Legos. Wooden blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a train with a string attached to it. <laughs> I don't know, some sticks, a bucket, uh, a stick and a rope. Um, kids are happy with anything. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids love opening a rope on Christmas. Yeah. Now, uh, you don't have kids, right? Or even uh, like nieces not. or nephews? No. you have any children in your life? No. No, yeah. Okay. How about you? Yeah, and I give them a rope every year. Now, um, <laughs> we asked like, if not the big ticket item, which I think this year is the PS5 again, okay. what do you get your kids? And so people got some okay ideas here. Martin says um, he's a fun uncle, hmm? Funkle, hmm. who gives the best gifts. And the winners are usually fun, interactive, practical items such as, he's got some examples, hmm? robot building kit. Cool. Ice cream making ball. Whoa. Craft making kits. Disposable nice. 35 millimeter cam- Disposable 35 millimeter film cameras. What? Like I love just- those. I love them too, but. They're so fun. Would a kid be into that? Oh, yeah. We had one at my um, sister's wedding the, a few weekends ago, and, my, and the kids there, they just went nuts with them. So we, we left them for the guests, and it's just pictures of them. 
<laughs> over and over again. I guess yeah, that's when fun. We developed them. Yeah, and it's like a thing that they don't have in their life because everyone just has phone cameras now. But I like that idea of like kind of trying to inspire them into like a new hobby. You know, yeah. I think that's pretty neat. I mean, Joel, I think takes the cake for this gift. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're okay with me saying this on the radio. Hey, Joel, if your kids are listening, earmuffs. Yeah. Um, the kids are getting a chicken coop and four chickens. It's a gift that keeps on giving. I would be so stoked if I walked outside and there were chickens <laughs> on Christmas. Do you mean it like literally keeps on giving because you yeah, get eggs. eggs every day? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty um, amazing. Finally, Sean says a mountain bike. And listen, yeah. as much as I do love my video game Christmas, I also remember the Christmases that I got a bike. Ooh. Once when I was a little kid and once when I was in my mid-20s. <laughs> nice. And awesome. Yeah, of course, bike Christmas, nothing beats it. Mm. Healthy lifestyle action, of course. I'm still sad about the PS5, though, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> We're just really undecided right now because okay. we have all these we have gross so out many stories. gross stories. Okay, let's talk about the smell. Yeah. Okay, let's, the smell Well, can story. I just mention the one that we're not going to talk about? Okay. The, there's this house. I guess someone was trying to sell it, mm-hmm. and there was a bad situation on in there before, mm-hmm. and there was, it smelled real bad, and yeah. it sounds like there was hundreds and hundreds of snakes living under the snor- floorboards. That's a thing that happens. So if the snake, yeah. if it's like, is it one pregnant snake gets loose, goes under the floorboard, and then just makes a little habit trail for itself My, in the maybe. bowels of the house? Maybe. Or it could be a hoarding situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that, the, that the best happens. place to keep snakes, if you're not going to use a terrarium, is... Floorboards. Floorboards. <laughs> Imagine discovering that, though, one day. Imagine discovering this. Okay. A smoking hot deal on a house in Victoria. Oh, Can you yeah. imagine if you're looking at real estate listings and you're like, oh, this one's under a million? Uh, the house belongs to the snakes at this okay. point. I guess we're talking about snakes this break because we're getting full into here. Okay. No, no, no. Mm, let's, no. Let's let's shift. Okay, we're shifting, shifting. Do you ever walk outside in Victoria and it smells bad? Um, sometimes if you go near the ocean, it kind of has you know that kind of like, um, rotting fish smell once in a while. Right. Um, that's about it. It's pretty. I think it smells pretty fresh here. In comparison to other cities I've been in. Oh, believe me, this is, we live in a dream smell place yeah. compared to a lot of other cities. Like, uh, really? You've been to a smelly city? Well, yeah, I lived in Prince George for a short period of time. Yes. And there is this strong smell of, um, it, it smells like a fart. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's a sulfur or some sort of mill that's nearby. And okay. it really has a smell and it sticks with you. It's the entire city is like in this dome of smell. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, when we were kids, I lived in a place called Espanola in Ontario. Oh, okay. And it had a pulp and paper mill there. Yeah. And that was pretty much the only thing that was there in a video store. <laughs> and that reeks. Oh, I bet. And also, I lived in a town called Brooks in mm-hmm. Alberta. And that place has a, the only thing there is a slaughterhouse. No. So, oh. for cows and very stink. Okay. So, here's this town in California that's in the news right now that because of climate change, mm-hmm. they say decaying sea creatures have terrorized the town for two straight weeks. So imagine the tiny bit of rotten smell that we get here in Victoria times it by a thousand. Oh, gosh. For two straight weeks, the people say it could take out a herd of rhinoceroses. It's so bad. Oh, that's terrible because it is smoking hot there. Yeah, imagine in California, Southern California, people are gagging, throwing up on themselves. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to live in Victoria. Yeah, count really? your lucky blessings. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a shame that terrible stench wasn't an earlier 
symptom of climate change. Mm. And then people, it would have been harder to ignore. We would have had to do <laughs> yeah. something about it earlier, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine even people trying to deny it, politicians and whatnot, try, trying to, you know, have a press conference being like, what are you talking about? I don't smell anything. Well, what's that smell? And there's like, you know, gagging and yeah. throwing up because it stinks so much. What and you'd a be like, symptom. Smell! Give it a sniff. Okay, so think about it. It's like a beautiful house, right? There's a suite mm-hmm. in the basement. It's like a great location, great neighborhood in Victoria. Okay. The floorboards are completely filled with snakes. Okay. Every single crawl space and area between the different houses. But it's just in the walls, right? In like the it's walls. not it's not actually out in the open. Like you're not going to have like a oh, dining table a covered in snakes. It's just like you know no. that they're in the walls and they're thriving. They're thriving. Yeah, they're having a great time. They love it in there. You can smell them a little bit. You kind of, you know, in certain areas in the house, you can kind of feel them moving underneath your feet. Okay. Do you think you can hear them slithering? Probably, In the walls and floors of your house? Oh, definitely. Okay, great. That house is only $800,000. Only? That's a lot of money. That's what I just said. It's in a nice neighborhood in Victoria. Okay, well, I still can't buy it, unfortunately. Even when it's filled with snakes, I still can't afford it here. (laughs) So how how little does the snake house have to be for you to buy the snake house? A hundred grand. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah, hundred grand. Because then you have to deal with the snakes. Yeah. Okay. Well, be realistic. What about here, you? Okay. <laughs> I, I should be realistic, not you. Oh boy, pretty windy out there today. <laughs> yeah, it is wild. I didn't even need to drive to work. Oh no, me neither. How did you get to work? I just took my kite out for a rip. Wow, how funny. Yeah. How about you? Because yeah, I I just Mary Poppinsed my way in. Yeah, just opened up my old timey umbrella and this bomb cyclone blew me to work. Oh. Yeah, here, um, do you want an entire tablespoon full of sugar? Just like that? Like not even in my coffee or anything? No, just eat it. Eat it with disgusting 1900s medicine. All right, if you say so, pal. This is way better than these cheapo little Halloween candies. Isn't it wild? Isn't it a weird feeling, Jenny, to know that our cozy, cutie, sleepy, adorable little Victoria, BC is like making the top headlines across the country right now? There is so much going on. Yeah, there really seems like there's a lot of things happening and not really good things, (laughs) you know? Starting with the wind, of course. Vancouver Island, this bomb cyclone swirling out off the Pacific there, off the island, is like... Oh, yeah. What do they say? The craziest windstorm ever to be off the coast of British Columbia. We're living through that right now. Yeah. So if you go down to the water today, you'll see like the waves just crashing in. And then if you look over in the distance, you'll also see a huge shipping container just on fire. That too. Yeah. That's also major news. like a full ship holding shipping containers is just on fire. And Art just posted an update on our Facebook page if you want to go check that out. Mm -hmm. It is still smoldering, Mm -hmm. but they're saying that it is under control and there are some like hazardous materials. And I know a lot of people were concerned about the health of the air, health of the ocean. They're saying it doesn't uh, doesn't appear to have any impacts on human health or the residents of Victoria. Yeah. I heard they were like setting up sensors down at Dallas Road to like monitor for that to make sure the wind wasn't blowing anything naughty over towards where people live. Yeah, there's a lot of people working on that situation right now, but yeah. I'm happy to hear that it's under control. Same. It's pretty wild to see. Okay, well, here's another wild, wacky story. Ah, okay. okay. As if Victoria's not going through enough right now. Last night, a car drove into the front window of the Stone Cold Steve Austin Creamery downtown. <laughs> is that what that's called? <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> no, this stone... Marbles. Marble slab. Marbles. Right, marble slabs. <laughs> St- 
Stone, Stone Cold Marble Slab Steve Austin Creamery. That's right. Yes. I knew that Stone Cold Steve. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. So talk about a stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin's <laughs> finishing move was called yeah, stunner. Yeah, Do you know about that? that? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is sad, but I'm, I'm hoping that the person is okay and that it, there's not too, too much damage, but the pictures don't look good. No, uh, but at least it's not exactly ice cream season. That's true. Do mm, ice cream stores do good business okay through the winter? I'm eating ice cream year-round, so just from my business mm. alone, absolutely. Have you been thinking about the zombie apocalypse lately? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. Halloween's coming, and it's yeah. like, oh, it could happen this year. I don't know. Well, um, there have been, there's been some research about the best places to go if a zombie apocalypse happens. And okay. actually, out of the entire world, the Zombie Research Society, that's a thing, they have named Canada the second best place to go if there is a zombie apocalypse. And um, What's the first best place? Australia. And the reason why they right. said they said it's a vast nation and it grabs the top spot because of its population density of just 7.5 people per square mile. In Australia? Yeah. And it has a big moat on all sides pretty yeah, much, right? But you know so. why that's not very good is well, because, do you know, but that's not like the people aren't spread out evenly across oh, Australia. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen those population maps of Australia? All the people are, are in the only habitable zones in Australia, <laughs> right. which is around the coasts. Because as soon as you go like, drive like 45 minutes inland from Australia and you're you're just like in the blazing hot <laughs> desert with the most poisonous spider, snakes, scorpions, crocodiles you can imagine. So, phew, thank goodness, everyone. No zombies. No zombies. Now just everything else. And there's no water. And there's spiders the size of humans. Cool. Love that. That's bogus. Canada should be number one on this list. Uh, Okay, why do you say that? Watch any zombie movie, Mm. which I have to imagine. Who put this out again? Um, The Zombie Research Society. Yeah, I imagine that would be like a bunch of nerds who just like watching zombie shows and TV movies. If watch any of those classic movies, especially the Romero movies, they're mm. always talking about Canada. They're like, we got to get to Canada. <laughs> we have to go across the border to Canada. It's safe in Canada. Well, because the thinking is not only are we super spread out population-wise, so not that many zombies, but again, you go north of Calgary and it's all the front, zombies just freeze to death. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Right? So you just wait it out through the spring and fall. And you get to winter, all the front zombies just freeze into snow cones, <laughs> skeleton cones. Right. And then they're done. Okay, well, if we're looking at BC specifically, you want to go into the details? Okay. Because Vancouver Island is mentioned as the second best place in BC. Where's first best? The first best is this place I've actually never heard of. It has a population of 125 people. Zebalos? Zebalos? In BC, they're saying, yeah, because there's not a lot of people with the likelihood of the zombies actually coming over to that area. But other than that, Vancouver Island because of the moat situation. So once again, Mm. we just went through COVID (laughs) where Vancouver Island was relatively safe. Yeah, that's true. Right? Vancouver Island, number one. We have just been preparing this whole time. Just put your back against the sea, fortify, and you're good. I think so. Now, Jason makes a really good point that... The most dangerous thing in any zombie movie mm-hmm. is the other humans, mm-hmm. the bad humans. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because at one point, zombies just become a force of nature like anything right. else, right? You're just living with them. They're mindless. They're right. here to eat you. Well, you, that's fine. That's just like nature, right? Right. 
but it's the other people that really are naughty and bad. Oh, don't don't start that. So then Steven says, I'd like to see an updated zombie movie with all the zombie deniers and zombie conspiracy theories. (laughs) Right? That's real. That is really real. That is real. That would be a thing. These zombies are a hoax. All right, quick, it's time for Victoria last-minute Halloween costume ideas. You don't have much time, so how about be an Oak Bay deer with the tracking collar and birth control and everything? You got some cardboard boxes you can make yourself into that new apartment building downtown with the light on the top. What is that, the water tower? That's pretty cool. Changes colors, get some Christmas lights. Do that. Um... A fully erect blue bridge. Fully erect. It's stuck in the erect position. Lisa Helps isn't running for mayor next time, so now is your last chance to be her. Oh, and every year this is a suggestion. Johnny Johnny McDonald's McDonald's ghost. ghost. We got our first look at the the new Olympic athlete athleisure wear. Right. Because it does almost look... As if you could put it on to athletes around your own life in it. That's right. So we know that Hudson Bay is no longer the official fashion brand of Team Canada for the Olympics. Now it's Lululemon. Uh, they got that big, probably juicy contract. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, oh, they're all going to be wearing leggings. Everyone is just going to be wearing leggings, and that's what it's going to look like. I mean, they're kind of legging material. I think the ladies are going to be wearing leggings, but they've got these like big puffer jackets. Everything's in like this deep red. Yep. And it, and you were saying it almost looks like it's camo. Yeah, which you explained to me is cool now. It's cool. Yeah, people are doing camo, but it's a little bit on like the edgier side. It's not right. just straight green camo. It's like camo, but different. For this one, they actually took like a, a maple leaf and did like a magnifying glass. No way. Yeah. And then they looked at the pattern of that, and that is the pattern on the leggings and the shirts and the jackets and everything. Seriously? Pretty cool. That's yeah. very sweet. Okay, listen. I think that Lululemon, here's my take on this. Okay. Crushed it. I think they crushed it. I yeah, lucrative... Too contract but here's the real thing now is that you know when Hudson's Bay put out their wild Robin Sparkles denim tuxedo last year everyone mm-hmm. made the joke like oh yeah I can't wait to I want one of those I would wear that with the Avril Lavigne patches all over <laughs> it right the yeah. anarchy and whatever yeah. I'm gonna wear that I want to smoke a dart in that have you seen anyone who has one no I haven't seen a single person of course not no one's gonna buy a denim jacket <laughs> like that with this, I could absolutely see plenty of people going down, getting kitted out. Mm-hmm. Give me those Canadian Olympic athleisure wear tights. People will wear those and buy them. Me included. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe the puffers. Sure. A couple of big real estate news stories came down today. Number one. Victoria, you think, oh, God, Victoria is just so expensive. Uh, One-bedroom rental prices, so crazy. The average one-bedroom rent price in Victoria, mm-hmm. $1,600. Oof, that's, that's steep. That's a lot. That's steep, right? Guess what? We're only number five on the list of Canadian cities. Okay, so Can I'm thinking Vancouver is yep. probably more expensive, right? Number one, 2100 bucks. Holy! For one bedroom in Vancouver, oh, yeah. What could you get with that for here? I mean, maybe two. two? One, maybe. More, one more extra one bedroom. One and ten. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I'm laughing, but I'm sad. Uh, Toronto, $1,800. That's right. For a Num- one bedroom. Number three is Barrie, Ontario. Barrie? I was just thinking, what is the deal? Barrie? What is Barrie? I've never spent time in Barrie, Ontario. It's right near Toronto, I would assume, hey? That's the thing. Barrie, Ontario is about an hour and a half 
outside of Toronto, uh, and it's right on a lake, Lake Simcoe. Oh, it sounds amazing. So that's probably why it's so expensive there. Okay, okay. all right, I get it. All right, you're off the hook, Barry. <sighs> Makes sense. Kelowna actually beat Victoria out for the first time in a while. We fell wow. to fifth place from last year. Kelowna scooted up over above us, and their uh, rental places are just a little bit more expensive, about 10 bucks more expensive per month for a single-bedroom um, rental well, property. Congratulations. You can hold that spot, please. Yeah, God bless yeah, Kelowna. We'll I know, but it's like, Scooch our way to the bottom of that list. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to start like a rivalry with Kelowna. Just good for (laughs) you. Just have it. Just have it. Go to the number one spot. Why not? Now there was this other article that was talking about uh, people buying their first homes, right? Uh, Here in Victoria and Vancouver, they're finding that a lot of parents are gifting more large sums of money for kids' down payments. (sighs) Like big sums of money. So a lot of people like, oh, how much is it? I heard it's like a hundred and oh, where is it? Three, oh. I heard it was three hundred thousand. Oh, that's right, three hundred forty thousand dollars in gifts in Vancouver. That's like the average amount. When you need a million dollars to buy a condo in Vancouver, yeah. And by the way, this news someone told me this last week, and it was a shock to my system. I fell down. Mm-hmm. Do you know you need twenty five percent down payment right now mm-hmm. to buy a house over a million dollars, which is what all houses in Victoria are essentially. Right. You need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I love how they just are. All we heard about in that last election was we're going to make things affordable. Don't worry. And then it feels like with a stroke of a pen, they're they say. Oh, sorry, you need an extra $50,000 in the bank to even get into this thing that you can't afford. I was watching um, a real estate agent's video, and it was talking about, you know, getting first-time home buyers into the market. And they're like, here is a big tip, the biggest (laughs) tip that you need. You just need um, a parent to give you money. I'm doomed. And they're like, yeah, that's it's totally okay to ask for money. Just ask for money. And I was like, there's no one to ask for the money. What do we do in this situation if we're not getting gifted $340,000? Yeah. And I feel for you mm-hmm. because... You just, I would say right now, hey, if you'd like to adopt Jenny West, please text in now. But unfortunately, uh, you I, looked it up, right? I looked it up, yeah. Over the age of 18, I can't, I can't do that, so. Hey, what about that other idea I always have about being friends with like a rich old person who has <laughs> way too much money? There you go. Just be friends. Be there nice. Make open, more friends. Open their pickles for them. You never know. They might leave you all their money. You're a guy who's always on his phone. Do you always pick up? Even if you don't know the number? Every single time. Every single time. Even if it's like you know it might be a scammer? Yeah, I can tell when it's a scammer. How can you tell? Oftentimes, it's got a city that I have that has no business phoning me. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's Kingston, Ontario, or right. like Prince George, British Columbia. It's just, it has the weird... And I know that's going to be a scammer, but guess what? I always answer it. A scammer can't reach through the phone and steal the money out of your pocket. Right. Just as soon as you know it's the scam, you just hang up. Right. But there is that off chance. Today, mm-hmm. I got a call from a number I didn't realize, recognize. 
It was Canadian Blood Services. Do you want oh. to donate blood? I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll donate blood. Yeah, there's, there's some times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick it up this time. And then it's like, you know, someone trying to get me to buy a credit card. I'm like, dang it. I but shouldn't have I, done it. I get it. All, nobody wants to answer their phone. I it try is- to make phone calls all the time. Nobody picks up. I got to call two and three times and text message first. Yeah. Hi, I'm going to be calling you in a minute. Can you answer your phone? It's me. I even do that with my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, in about five minutes, I'm going to give you a call. Is that cool? Yeah, you're going to pick up? And goes, yep, okay. And that's she- how we call each other is we text each other first. Well, here's the extreme case of not answering your phone when you really should be. Yes. This hiker was in Colorado climbing Mount Elbert and lost track of the trail and was supposed to be back at a certain time at this lodging place. And then they are like, okay, well, he's not back. So uh, we'll start getting the search and rescue, start calling mm. them, mm-hmm. seeing if they'll pick up. Well, this person, the hiker who's lost... It's been like 24 hours now, and they see that there's like, oh, scam callers calling me right now. I'm trying to find my way back to my lodging place, and uh, I'm just going to hang up. I'm not going to answer this. Well, it turns out it was search and rescue looking for the person. Of course, it's an unknown number, <laughs> but just a heads up that, hey, you know, if you are yeah. lost in a mountain somewhere, it's probably best to pick up, even if you think it is a scammer. That's hilarious. Yeah. Obviously, the big takeaway here is, we got to do something about these scam calls. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. But I feel like there's other elements here. Hey, pick up your phone once in a while. It's not that scary. Mm. Do you think that clearly this person spent overnight yeah. in the woods mm-hmm. or lost that they would have, if, how, when do you start answering your phone? At what point does the hunger set in? And even if it is a scam caller, you answer <laughs> it and you're like, please send, send help. Here's where I am. I'm out in the woods. Yeah. When does that start happening? And number three, why do you have an unlisted phone number, search and rescue? It should <laughs> pop up on the screen. Search, search and, and rescue, rescue is calling. Yeah. Yeah, get that call display going. (laughs) He also had no idea that anyone was looking for him because it hadn't been that long. And he was saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to make it my way back. It's fine. I'm not going to call anyone yet. It's not an emergency (laughs) yet. So I'll just just keep it going. Wow. Not thinking anyone was looking for them. Turns out, yeah, people were looking for them. What an outdoorsy trooper. He's drinking puddle water overnight, Uh, eating acorns to stay alive. But no scam calls. Here's a question. (laughs) He had a service. He was getting calls. Mm. Why didn't he call 911? Today on the Afternoon Zone, we are counting down our top five scary noises. Going into our sound effects folder, let's count down from number five. A creaky door. Ooh, spooky. Who knows what's coming out of that room? Number four, the cheesy jump scare sound effect they put in every lazy horror movie these days. <laughs> Authentic. This lady screaming. Coming in at number two, my personal favorite, Slimer from the Ghostbusters movie. Number one, we all saw it coming. It's the scariest noise we have. Jason Lamb from the Morning Zone doing a stretch that sounds like this. Uh-huh. A healthy human man's body should not make that kind no, of noise. Oh, happy Halloween. 
some concern still about the containers that fell off that ship that was on fire out off of Dallas Road. Yeah, um, some updates. Yeah, there's at first they were talking about, oh yeah, 40 of these containers fell off. Now it sounds like there's a lot more than that. 109 they're expecting. Some have some dangerous and to- potentially toxic things inside of them. Yeah, so here's the thing is they have confirmed that two of them has very, you know, hazardous material and they have not been found yet. So they're somewhere, but they haven't been found. That's but bad. What they're what they're saying is that they're now finding these shipping containers from like the northern coast of the island. That's what so I heard they're that these washing things are like, up onto shore. Yeah, like Cape Scott they're washing up. Yeah, they're at the tippy top of the way island. Way at the tip top because that's where the boat came from, right? And they started okay. losing on the way down. Okay. And a lot of these containers, there's pictures of them. It's absolutely wild. You see the like rugged shoreline, you know, BC's coast. Yeah. And then just like hundreds of fridges. And fridges? Like, yeah, like refrigerators. I guess oh, one of them no. was carrying refrigerators. They've said that they found everything from Christmas decorations to sofas to poker tables. I mean, that's a fun container. Yeah. <laughs> to paddle boards, to yoga mats, toys, clothing, car parts, industrial parts. It's all coming up on the shore right now. Ugh. And I know what you're thinking. No, don't go up there and don't go rummaging around through all that stuff, okay? Because there still could be hazardous material. Okay. Excuse you. <laughs> Don't you know what I'm thinking? This is what you said to me. Can I have some of the stuff? Yeah. Well, I had to check myself. So what is going to be? Okay. I'm not entirely. I'm not judging you. What is going to be the situation here? Like, well, where, does this stuff get recovered and given back to the original owners, or is I it mean, up for scavenge? Um, no. I think it, I think that they're probably going to do some sort of shore cleanup. I would hope. I hope so. With you know the companies involved, or whether it's the Coast Guard, I'm not entirely sure. They haven't like brought out a detailed plan, but there are a lot of people working on this, and it is going to be a huge cleanup. We are hoping that those hazardous ones yeah. do come up and don't do too much damage. It's uh, Did you ever hear that story? A similar thing happened where like a container ship full of Garfield phones fell into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, did you remember this? Yeah. yeah. And then like there's this one beach. I can't remember where it is in the world. Maybe somewhere in Asia. Yeah. But and for decades later, <laughs> yeah. they're still finding horrible orange plastic Garfield landlines. Yeah. Like it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of an econo- or a, uh, ecological nightmare and sadness. It's sad. And do I want one of those Garfield phones? Absolutely. 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 Yeah. There, there is actual word of what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah, you're supposed to call a certain number if you do find a container ship that uh, that is on the shore. You're not supposed to approach it or open it. You're supposed to call this number, mm-hmm. 1-800-889-8852. Uh, and Susan Knight from the Midday Zone just texted in and says, if you scavenge it, you keep it. Just straight up. <laughs> Susan spends a lot of time on the water, so yeah. maybe she knows Knows about the that. rules of the water, so. And, I'll- um. Sounds good. Also, Susan, go home. <laughs> She's stopped in our lobby listening to go home. <laughs> Stop texting here. <laughs> You're off. <laughs> I uh, had to run out of here last night, but I didn't get to tell you. I went to go and see Dune last night. Yeah. The movie Dune. You've been making jokes about Dune for a few weeks. I thought you'd already seen it. Or yeah, is that is it just right. come out? Because the, Well, ask me if I like Dune. Yeah, do you like Dune? Yeah, I like Dune. Coming out of my cage and I've been Dune just fine. Yeah. Um, 
there's dirtier versions of that joke all over the internet, which I don't care for. Okay, okay, off the air, that's all you've been saying. I was actually holding on to the desk here. I'm like, is he going to go there? Is he going to make the dirty joke? And I'm happy you went with the PG version of it, but uh, the, yeah, if you the want modern rock version, I think we've been texting zoners about the other jokes that yeah. you've been making. If you want to hear the dirtier joke, text in. But uh, no, it was really good. You know, it's like a kind of a um, like a more smart version of Star Wars. Oh, so I'm kind of into Ooh. it. And do you like Timothy Chalamet? Sure. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. Hey, do you like Zendaya? Yep. she's in there too. And I like them. Do you love g- big gigantic sandworms that are a whole bunch of teeth that'll eat you? Yes, that I like the most. Oh, it's not in this movie. Ah, Tricked you. No, just kidding. It is. Oh, wow. Spoiler alert. And it's really good. And hey, do you like sand? No, actually. Sand is annoying. It gets in the crevices and uh, yeah, it can be a little inconvenient. There's a lot of sand. That's the right answer. And yes, there is a lot of sand. Um, But the the hype is really real for this movie and it's really, the director's Canadian. Yeah. So that kind of helps as well. Cool. And it's really good. I would highly recommend going to see Dune. And it's just nice to get back into the theater, isn't it? I know you've been going quite often, like every week, but I mean for other people too, like just getting back into the theater, getting that bag of popcorn feels good. It feels really good. Oh, well, I'm happy for you Thank and you. happy for your, your jokes that you've been making, too. Thanks. Blah, 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 blah about Dune. Yeah, there's more entertainment news. This is the rig one. Uh, Tiger King 2, they just released the trailer for it. It is happening. <sighs> Tiger King 2. Okay, if you watch the trailer, the intensity of the trailer is that of, like, a Marvel movie. Really? Like, the drama and fill and action, and I'm yeah. just like, what is happening? An explosion. I didn't finish the first, um, the first Tiger King. I couldn't get through it. Really? It made me too sad. Because, if you remember, it was the beginning of the pandemic, right? And, like, all this wild stuff was happening around the world, and it was just kind of, like, it was too much to take in this, like, wild story. Yes. And I was like, humanity can't be like this. And I'm wondering, like, okay, if that marked the beginning of the pandemic, maybe this will mark the end? Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be nice? Because here I'm sitting here as, like, now, Jenny, I think we had it in writing that we weren't going to talk about Tiger King anymore. Yeah. This was going to be a lot. We are not going to talk about this yeah. anymore. But when you put it like that, very positive, positively, very optimistic. Yeah. What yeah. if this wraps up the pandemic? Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, the magic. Yeah, it's coming out November 17th. So, yeah. Would you take the vaccine if it was in a tiger's tooth and it would bite you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The third booster? Absolutely. (laughs) Halloween is just going to be a weird, another weird one this year. All these traditions as far as going back forever are just like changing and being weird. Did you hear in Vancouver there's like a fireworks ban? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, what's, they're just not allowing it at all? And uh, I guess, but uh, guess what people who love blowing off fireworks don't care about? Whether there's a ban or not. Yeah. Yeah, so true that. They're going to be blasting. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing we saw, this poll came out and said uh, Canadians are still reluctant to hand out Halloween candy because of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just going to be a little bit different. I mean, last year we were all about like the candy slides. That was kind of fun. Right. Stay um, far away from everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of toned down even a little bit more now. You just have to make sure that all your interactions are just outside. You know, you're not with a huge group of people yep. and that's about it. That's chill. Yeah. Are you handing out candy this year? Hell yeah. I just dropped $60 at Costco. Oh. 
All I bought was full-size candy bars. That's incredible. Okay. I know you do that every year, but I'm glad you're keeping up that tradition. But here's the thing. I think I have, um, I think I got 60 candy bars for $60. Yeah. I don't think, I'm going to be left, I think, with like 40 candy bars at my house. And then you give them to me. You can have some. Thank you. Here's real talk. Yeah. I think trick-or-treating, the classic version of it, going house to house as kids at dark at nighttime, which you and I both grew up with, adoring. Oh, yeah. Right? I loved Halloween night and doing trick-or-treating. It was the highlight of my life. It's my favorite night of the year. The candy is almost secondary to how much fun it is roaming the neighborhood with all their kids around. Everyone's out doing it. Oh, yeah. You run into people that you know. Then everyone comes back to your house after. You dump your candy. Compare what you got. Right. It's a really fun night. Parents have got like a, a, a mug, you know, like a commuter mug full of maybe some Baileys oh, and yeah, coffee or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're just boozing up the whole time. Sure. That's fun, too, for the parent. That is going away. I don't know. Just this last two years. I think it'll make a huge comeback. I really do. Really? Yeah. I mean, here in Victoria, you'll notice that a lot of people are in suites and there's like roommate situations and you're in apartments. So for me, I haven't actually handed out candy in seven years because of my living situation. Yes. So I want to get back into it and I can't move right now. I'm wondering how I can do that. Maybe make a slide from my my window because I'm on the second story. Yes. Could I do that? Yeah, but you also need to have... I don't want to hit anyone, you know? (laughs) You have to have like a big sign that lights up that says, candy here. Yeah. Come to my house. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, a t-shirt cannon maybe? I don't know. That works too. (laughs) I really think that trick-or-treating is just going down and down because you know what it is? Every every business these days, every storefront, Mm. every mall, every arena, everywhere's got candy. Bowls of candy out. Help yourself to candy. The entire month, whole month of... October. Yeah, it's got to be a year-round thing. (laughs) I really, I love that. (laughs) Having the candy bowl outside in the office here, the lobby. Ooh, I've been, I did, look at all the wrappers beside me. Oh, wow. I've had six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's a little sugary pick-me-up in the afternoon. Yeah, I love it. But, uh, so people are trick-or-treating less. You're in a position in an apartment where you can't really, you know, it's like you don't have a a front door to stand there for kids to ring their doorbell. Yeah. Listen to this. We got a couple of messages here. Jade Cobra writes. (laughs) Jade. Hi, Jade. Um, I would likely stand outside the driveway to my suite or my oh. building and hand out candy there in a little lawn chair with my own wink, wink, eyebrows, eyebrows, coffee. <laughs> right? Which is pretty much, I think, even yeah. people, those of us who live in a house, that's what we got to do this year. Right. To keep it all outside and outside the front door. You got to sit up in the lawn chair. Okay, I'll do that. Trevor writes, uh, I will give out candies for you, Jen. <gasps> Thank you. Because you can't do it with a little sign that reads sponsored by Jenny West from the zone. Oh my gosh, please do that. I would love that. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. Okay. I feel better now. We're talking, I'm feeling a little bit down because I live in a very residential neighborhood in this house mm-hmm. in Fernwood and fewer and fewer trick-or-treaters all the time and we're mm. reading that trick-or-treating is trending down because of pandemic as well, but um, this is a very interesting message we got from Michael. Okay. Um, is that uh, kids are going, or no, sorry, it's from Ian. Kids are smarter these days. They're going to high-density residential neighborhoods like West Hills and Royal Bay. Do you remember when we were in those neighborhoods? Yeah, yeah. Those houses really are like very tight, close together, and there's a lot of them. Oh, they're smart. Right? You could just do the classic trick-or-treating thing door-to-door and crush 100 houses an hour. Yeah, expel less energy, get more candy. I like that. What I'm surprised that like going into apartment buildings and like knocking on each door isn't more of a thing, but I guess there's higher security these days. It's hard to get into the apartment buildings because that would be good. Door-to-door, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that 
Yeah, people who live in apartment buildings aren't expecting kids right. for Halloween. <laughs> right. So they'd be like, uh, I think I have some Werther's <laughs> Originals around here somewhere. Sorry. Right. Yeah, some loose mints from my uh, <laughs> coat pocket. Here you go. Okay, well, that's... It's a good tip. That's where everyone's trick-or-treating. That makes sense. Got it. Again, in Fernwood, I got the full-size candy bars. <laughs> Just saying. Now, okay, I've been talking about this a lot, how I oh. like, pride myself on uh, getting full-size candy bars for Halloween, right? Yeah. And so I was asking this one zoner was texting in and saying that, you know, they, their kids got full-size chocolate bars last year. And I was thinking, like, now am I going about this all wrong? Do kids not even like the full-size candy bars? Are they like, this is too much of one thing all in one go? They're just kids, after all. Do they need a full-size bar? Isn't the fun of Halloween being the little fun-size bars, which you never get any other time of year? I mean, it it is so nice to have that one piece of gold, though, and you hold on to it for the longest, you know, having that huge chocolate bar. And also, the fun sizes, they're getting less fun because they keep on getting smaller and smaller, where it's like barely a bite size now. Right. Yeah, so I think you keep on doing you. Yeah, that's what Please the... Please keep it going. I wrote back to this this mom's owner, and she said to me that, that exact thing. She was like, no, the kids lose it. Yeah. The, fun, the full-size bars are kind of rare still, so and when they get it, the kids are just, like, so excited to have it. Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah. So, here we go. This I'm just thinking a lot, okay? I know. Possibly You just want to get it right, and that's so nice. Right. You're such a good uncle. <laughs> okay? <laughs> A huge, huge piece of national news came down today. This is pretty big. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pope Francis has agreed to come to Canada. Yeah, so the big question is whether or not this will include an apology for the Catholic Church and their role in residential schools. And a lot of people are asking a lot of questions about that, but I'm wondering if this is something that we won't know until... He actually makes the visit. Yeah, he's he hasn't set a date exactly yet, mm. or I, I did actually hear a date sometime in December. Um, yeah, there's a there's quite an uproar when he refused to apologize. I was holding out hope simply because this is what indigenous communities have been asking for: mm-hmm. acknowledgement and a uh, apology mm-hmm. straight from the guy himself, right? The yeah. Pope for the Catholic schools hand in the residential school system. And I mean, that's important. And what I, what I was th- fingers crossed about is he wasn't going to just do that from Italy. Mm-hmm. He was going to come here and do it in person. Right. That is I, what I think it would feel most meaningful, and uh, it looks like hopefully what is going to happen now. And uh, you have a clip from uh, the regional chief of the BC Assembly of First Nations saying that there should be more than just an apology. That's right. This is Terry Tigui. Not merely the apology, but also the commitment to uh, live up to the, the compensation that was uh, laid out uh, quite a few years ago, 15 years ago, in terms of the church's involvement. That's right. There's mm. like some money on the table. Catholic Church owes some money. Yeah. I don't think they're hard up for cash. So let's see yeah. that that real world thing happening too, maybe. Now we'll see how this all rolls out. Last week we were just yucking it up because Jenny felt the need to recap the story of Harambe. Yeah, do you, I'll do it one more time just oh in case Harambe, God. you don't know what okay, happened to Harambe. Yeah. So Harambe was this gorilla that was living in the Cincinnati Zoo. We're doing this again. I can't and, believe we're doing this again. <laughs> and, the, and unfortunately, like a really young kid got into the enclosure and they were scared for the kid's life. So unfortunately, they had to put Harambe down and Harambe died. And he really because became a it. martyr for our whole society. Everyone truly, loves Harambe. Truly. Now, I thought of a great joke later. I thought, um, hey, while we're at it, do you want to just recap us on Cecil the Lion? No, I don't know that. Sorry. Remember Cecil the Lion? No, was the sorry. Story? I only Cecil know anything about Harambe. 
Um, so yeah, last week there was a seven foot bronze statue of Harambe that was erected in front of Wall Street, right where that bowl is. And it was mm-hmm. like this big statement piece. And now there is another seven foot bronze statue of Harambe that's popped up. Guess where? Where? In front of the Facebook headquarters. Okay. And it's another statement piece. Is it the same artist who keeps doing this? I believe so, yeah. Okay. So, it's- so what's the statement Facebook bad? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> to show the dominant power structures created by fi- financial institutions like Wall Street and right. technology empires like Facebook oh. have become wholly out of touch with the needs of the everyday people. So it's talking it's about greed and yeah, yeah, right. the well-being of everyone, and they're using Harambe as a way to make that statement. Right. Um, Harambe really has become this symbol. Wow. Yes. And this artist is using it in this way. Okay. Well, great. How Very modern. Very cool. Way to make Harambe relevant again in this year of our Lord 2021. You know what? The other th- you know what? <laughs> what? I have a feeling, too, now people are going to be watching behind their back. Oh, am I next on the list? Am I getting a Harambe statue? Oh, have yeah. I been bad? Oh, it's like a big public shaming when a bronze Harambe shows up. You know who I think is next on the yeah, Harambe who, list? Who? Oh, I have an idea too. Well, this little guy thought it was fun to make a song about Harambe not that long ago. Who was that? Elon Musk. Um, remember when he wanted to be a rapper? So thing- he wrote a song about Harambe? I do remember that. R.I.P. Harambe. That's how it went. Yeah. Yeah, we can pull it up after the commercials. We'll play you a bit of the song. But did you know Elon Musk is going to be the first human trillionaire? Oh. That's going on in the news right now. Guess what, Elon Musk? What? Watch your back, dude. SpaceX. We got a big bronze Harambe with your name on it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say your good joke? Sorry, I kept cutting you off. Oh, it's okay. I just said SpaceX is next. It wasn't a joke. It just was a rhyme. SpaceX, you're next. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, thanks. Um, and then do we want to play the Harambe song? Yeah, that's that's our, our guess. That's where the next Harambe statue is going to end up, at the SpaceX headquarters. Hey, honestly, also, this song slaps. It's really good. And Elon is very, very talented. It's my favorite <laughs> dead my gorilla? gorilla song. <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe. I, I'm feeling this is really becoming uh, like a staple of our show here is that we're kind of like adults without children who act like children. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so big adult babies. Big that's adult what they babies. Call us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're changing the name of the show to yeah. Big Adult Baby Show. <laughs> so uh, I saw this on uh, on Reddit actually this week uh, asking what there was to do for specifically for adults here in Victoria for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Used to be some really cool parties in town like the museum. There was that bonfire in Fernwood. Oh, yeah. There was the one in Esquimalt. I think at Archie Browning they had a big bonfire. We were going to like a few like drag shows and stuff like that. <sighs> yeah. That was super fun. Where was I that? Paparazzi? Those... Yeah, they had some some good Halloween drag shows too. I bet those are still going. But yeah, yeah it, just, it feels like a lot of like pandemic just kind of shut down a lot of stuff and it's taking its time coming back. Right. Yeah. So what do you do as an adult if you don't have kids or you got the kids, you know, t- being taken care of by your parents or whoever, babysitter sure. that night? What do you do? 
Hmm, good question. Well, I am finding, uh, I've been looking online a lot, there's been a lot of signs that have been shared around saying that adults should be able to trick or treat. Oh. That's the policy at my house. Oh, yeah? I don't care if you're, how old you are. If you get a costume on, yeah. have a candy. That's nice. Are you giving it to the parents as well? Sure, if they get a costume. Or, you know, I just don't want my house to get egged. But here, <laughs> one, one final thing, and this is for any adults okay. who's celebrating Halloween this year. You know, send the kids to bed, rifle through their pillow sack of candy. Or uh, some parents I know have a candy tax. <laughs> wine Enthusiast magazine mm-hmm. put out how to pair wine and Halloween candy. Oh, great. So with M&M's, you want a nice Pinot Noir. Okay. With a Hershey's special dark chocolate, that's oh. more of a Zinfandel. Mm. Candy corn. Yep. Throw it in the garbage. Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> if you like candy corn, you can do uh, Prosecco. Like okay. sparkling. Yeah, I could see that. Right? Yeah, I could see that for sure. I know. Yeah. Um, when it comes to beer, because I don't drink uh, wine. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a beer drinker. But you get a nice porter or a stout. It goes so nicely with chocolate. Here's my favorite combo okay. altogether. You get any kind of chocolate. Then you mix... Phillips Brewery, they have this like chocolate porter. Yes. And sometimes they have the raspberry wheat ale. Half and half, I'm telling you. Chocolate raspberry with some candy. Ooh! That is how we elevate Halloween. Mm-hmm. So every year, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary adds new words that have kind of been added to casual language, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past, they've added, you know, Stan. Yep. Yep. To be like obsessed with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, buzzy, snowflake, because it has a new meaning as well. So okay. that was all in t- 2019. And we, we got some new ones this year. Yeah. 2021. And, um, <laughs> there's some talk that even millennials <laughs> don't know what these words mean. Okay. Elder millennials. So here, okay. I'm going to test you on them. I haven't actually looked at the. Um, definitions of these either, okay. but I'm going to test you as a younger millennial, mm-hmm. see if you know what all these mean, okay? Okay. Okay. Can I guess? Yeah. Should I just guess what they mean and yeah. see if I'm right? Okay. Please do. Okay. okay. I'm excited. Ooh, yeah. Zero day. Okay. Zero day. I want to say it's similar to no bones day where you don't want to get anything done, the energy is low, and you're just like saying that the day is a pass. Yeah. I Zero thought, day. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like that too. It's not. Oh, what is it? It has something to do with computers. What? Yeah, if your computer system is uh, vulnerable to like cyber criminals. Am I, <laughs> is anyone supposed to know what that means outside of like the IT department? Well, I think that. Well, now we know, I guess. Okay. Zero day. This is going in. Blank check company. Oh, they, they have so much money. They are willing to just write a blank check for anyone. That's they close. Have, they have so much money. Maybe they give back to charities. That's pretty close. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty close. What is it? That's pretty much that? Special purpose acquisition company. Okay. Yeah. He's not um, really slang. They're more just like technical terms, hey? I know, but they're going in the dictionary. Okay, so what that's else? That's what you gotta do. Okay. This, I think this one's pretty easy. Deplatform. Deplatform? Deplatform. It's like a new name for a social media company like Facebook. No, I think deep platform is like when you get kicked off of social media. Oh, deep platform. Yeah, that makes sense. Deep platform. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay. This one I have no idea. Ooblek. O o b l e c k. Ooblek. Ooblek. That is when you see some food that looks really good, but then when you eat it, you go black. 
You go, ooh, no, black. No, that's black. That would be like black, black with a CH at the end. That's, this is ooh, black. What is it's it? It's a mixture of cornstarch and water that behaves like a <laughs> liquid when at the rest and, it, and then it's in a solid when pressure is applied. And it gets its name from the title of Dr. Seuss, Bartholomew and the Ooblack. Oh it is a favorite component in, in kids' science experiments. Wow. See, I bet if you had like, a younger kid, you might know about that. Yeah. Okay, last one. Yeah. Terraflop. Oh, that's when you do a belly flop on the earth, on the ground instead of in water. Terraflop. And <laughs> <laughs> you're just sending it and do a flop on the earth. No. What it's is another it? computer thing. Why is it? Why is it? I know. It's a, it's a unit of measurement for calculating the speed of a computer equal to one trillion. Hey, but Fluffernutter went in the dictionary What's as well this year. Finally. You know what a Fluffernutter sandwich no. is? Fluffernutter is a sandwich made with peanut butter and marshmallow between two slices of white sandwich bread. Oh, I know that sandwich. It's delicious. It's a little closer to home <laughs> than Oofla or whatever the other one is. Did you see Brian's note today? <laughs> yes, I did. It's hello, wah, wah, wee, wah. Uh, did I do it wrong? No, I think you did it perfectly. I'm just, okay. um, recently, I admitted this to Brian. I'll admit it to you right now. Okay. What was it? I saw some some actress or something in a movie, mm-hmm. right? It came up on my screen. I was sitting by myself in a studio <laughs> here at work and, you know, something came up and I was, it was like pretty, a pretty actress. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm, you know, I think that, that actress is pretty. Okay. And I out loud by myself in a room <laughs> said to myself, wah, wah, wee, wah. And then I had such shame. <laughs> I was like. You like, say it so casually, too, like, wah-wah-wee-wah. Yeah, I was like, this is what you're doing? You're, yeah. You're saying a Borat noise to yourself in a dark room to an actress. <laughs> picture you of an know actress. what? I find myself doing that, too, except I go, yowza. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is that what you say? Yowza. If someone you find attractive? Yeah, or just someone I like or, like, anything. Just a reaction, and I find myself saying it to myself. So you're not alone, Paul. Usually Don't I feel make, shame. Take that shame and throw it away. I make the R2-D2 noise. I go, Right, oh, the R2D2 yeah. makes from Star Wars, but the the Borat noise—I don't know where <laughs> wow, it came from—and wow, wow. I it was so shameful. Anyway, so Halloween, hello, wah wah wee wah from Brian here. <laughs> it's metric with lie 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 in the zone at ninety one three. It is your vault pick. Yeah, I okay. I was fiddling around and I added the children laughing, and it does make it creepier. You want to hear? Yeah. Okay, that's enough of that. I got here, pop me up here because okay. I got this is um, something that's not spooky at all, but also sounds very spooky to me. <laughs> this is uh, the Eurythmics version of Winter Wonderland. Okay. Now, I didn't do the work to pitch this down or add laughing children, but once the like the instruments kick in, it sounds like a ghost is coming to steal your children. Listen to this. That what is that noise? Love knows no season. Love knows That's no plan. That's Isn't that awesome. Right? Sorry. Is this a holiday yeah, classic no. or is this the Exorcist theme song? Merry Christmas! Yuck. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Thanks for joining the PJ party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live two to six weekday afternoons on the zone at 913. Or around the world via the internet's tubes at the zone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. 
Paul and Johnny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.